Raise your hand if you like saving a few bucks. If you do love saving money, join me, Susan Hogan, on News 4 at 5. Our NBC4 Response Unit is protecting you from scams, rip-offs, and dangerous products. We've already recovered more than a million dollars. Jim Hanley here. Susan's got your wallet covered. Wendy Rieger and I will get you up to speed. Staying on top of constantly changing headlines and what they mean for you. And Storm Team Force always keeping you ahead of weather changes. Join me, Doug Kammerer, and the rest of us on News 4 at 5, working for you. Welcome to Wilford Watches Podcast, an American podcast about Japanese wrestling. I am coming off of an awesome Panda Express dinner. The weekend is here. Work is in my rearview mirror. And I want to talk wrestling, specifically New Japan Pro Wrestling. So, welcome to the podcast. Uh, I got a uh, about a $60 microphone nearly two months ago, plugged it in, found some free music online through a free music uh, library, and created a podcast. So literally anybody can do it. Everybody has their own unique opinion, and it should be shared. So, that's me. I started school and I am taking a psychology class. It is interesting so far. Um, primarily talking about the early stages in the development of humans. Um, and pr primarily, I'm going to be talking about doing a paper about the psychology of wrestling in America and Japan. Hopefully this is the first of many papers that I'll be able to do as I am a psychology major. So I'm, I'm, I'm psyched for this. Um, so the first one's going to be fun. Um, I got a lot of interactions on Twitter this week with a, a simple tweet saying, Who would your parents say are three wrestlers they know? And I'm not going to get into the, the nitty gritty, but... Primarily, we saw a lot of mothers or grandmothers liking The Rock, Hogan, Macho Man, Randy Orton, um, <laughs> you know, Flair. And a lot of the, the dads out there were Flair as well. But we also saw a lot of answers from men only. Just on this tweet, uh, men only saying... Rowdy Roddy Piper, um, Jake the Snake Roberts, and I found that highly interesting to see the effect and how that's passed on to the kids, us, our generation, um, of what we like and what our parents liked and what they had us watching. Um, so there's a lot of stuff to dig into down the road, but... Uh, Speaking of papers, found a very awesome uh, group. Uh, Carrie Lynn 
and the PWSA. If you check out the PWSA online on Twitter, it's essentially a newish, you know, organization group, and they're trying to correlate um, different wrestling uh, or psychology-based papers with the wrestling twist, and I find it highly interesting. Carrie Lynn reached out to me on a tweet and offered, uh, you know, uh, I, I'm I'm sidetracked right here. Uh, I have Twitter streaming in my view, which I shouldn't, and there are little people on a CMLL show, apparently, and I'm seeing gifs of that, so I need to move that out of my view because it's distracting. All right, so Carrie Lynn reached out. And was interested in what I was talking about. So hopefully, um, Carrie Lynn and the PWSA is going to actually be on the podcast in a couple weeks. So we have it penciled in right now for the 20th of September, where we can talk a little more in depth about the project and uh, the goals and um, what kind of papers they're, they're, they're correlating right now. Another really big piece of news is um, we have an interview coming up Sunday. I will be recording early in the morning with Norbert Fuyan. Uh, I probably said that inaccurately, but he is one half of the French commentating team for J1. J1 is a channel in France um, who is actually been broadcasting shows of New Japan Pro Wrestling with the French commentating um, broadcasting. So Norbert also reached out on Twitter and we stroke, uh, uh, striked up a quick uh, chat and I said, hey, come on board. I want to have a little chat with you. I think that'd be fun. And he's totally down for it. So Sunday, I'll be talking to one half of the French broadcast team for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Oh, pardon. Not cutting that out. And anyways, um, so that's going to be really fun. Got a couple interviews lined up. Um, I'm going to give a little bit of news. We have the Road 2 shows coming up, uh, actually kicking off over on the 5th. This morning we had the Will Ospreay. Uh, Tomohira Ishii versus Kenny Omega and Kota, the Golden Lovers. Um, I just watched the match actually before we went on, and I, I cannot wait for the Osprey Ibushi match. I wrote about this on my blog, which I've <laughs> let go dormant, unfortunately. Um, NJPW-US.com. I, I wrote about this a couple months ago, so I was really psyched to see them kind of planting the seeds now for that possibility so um yeah that looks fun also the briefcase is white tanahashi's carrying the g1 climax briefcase for the tokyo dome main event and i'm really glad that it is not green it's not a variant of a green it's nothing well obviously it's very similar to wwe but it's not green so that's a plus i kind of that you know that matters to me kenny looks happy and he's having fun I am getting more hopeful that he will be sticking around in some capacity with New Japan Pro Wrestling next year. So that's exciting. Um, what else? Uh, Toy Hinare's music was awesome. 
I'm still on the bandwagon. There's plenty of room on the bandwagon for Toa Hanare, so come on board because I really like him. Um, I really do. And let's see what else. Yoshida, holy crap, he is looking fantastic. Like his in-ring movement, his his skills. Uh, I, I just love the way his presence. He's taller, which is important. I think um, that's really awesome. Uh, a little bit of extra news. I'm hoping, and I'm hoping right now that we are going to see. Uh, we're going to get to hear David Finley on the podcast in the upcoming weeks. He is currently obviously on this tour for the Destruction Tour, but he was very kind enough to reply to a direct message on Twitter. And uh, hopefully near the end of the tour, um, closer to the um, Destruction in Kobe event, uh, hopefully we can get him on just for a quick chat. Um, So hopefully that still lines up with the schedule. Uh, But I'm willing to wake up at any time of the day to chat with David Finley. So... Big things coming up. Lots of fun. Let's get into the psychology. So, psychology is something that honestly means a lot to me. I've got a lot of personal issues, which we won't get into. A lot of social anxiety issues that I had lots of trouble with in school. Had a traumatic event happen when I was younger. And that's kind of as far as I want to take that. But, um... So, you know, I'm, I'm interested. I've always been very inquisitive and curious, and I've always been wanting to do things different, which is why I want to do this podcast differently than every other podcast. Um, <clears throat> right now, we have so many awesome podcasts for wrestling. It's amazing. Smart to Death, my friend's King of Pro Wrestling, the Super J Cast. Um, King of Sports podcast, which I just got into. Hanamichi cast, which is a brand new New Japan or Japanese wrestling one. So there's so many, but they're all an hour and a half or three hours long, which is cool, which is good and great. But that that limits my time to listen to all of them. So what I've done is... Instead of having, you know, call-in, having Q&A, having me just read the news every week, uh, that's what I'm doing with this podcast. It's still growing. It's still evolving. So bear with me. I appreciate you being on the bandwagon with me. Um, What I'm doing is offering a different type of podcast, a different time length, no swearing, no cursing, for as long as I can make it. I mean, that may change in the future. Um, But I want to make this as different because I think that I I could be on everybody's podcast list eventually. So you still have time to listen to the Super J cast. You still have time to listen to King of Pro Sports, uh, King of Pro Wrestling. Um, You have plenty of time to listen to Smart to Death. And mine is only 30 minutes while you're at work, while you're running, while you're at home on a weekend. So hopefully this can accommodate everybody. Hopefully that my insight and my passion for pro wrestling will um, have you subscribe. Uh, there's obviously no money in this other than the uh, <laughs> 60 bucks I dropped on a microphone. <clears throat> so 
So that's what I am. That's that. Hopefully that this accommodates people. It's it's thirty minutes is what I'm targeting twice a week. I'm busy as hell. Um, I'm I'm busy. I'm exhausted. I'm tired. But wrestling makes me excited. So I think some of you might uh, agree with me on that. So I want to talk about psychology in United States specifically. <clears throat> NWA, you know WWE, WWWF. Back in the day, um, the foundation has really always been <clears throat> since we've grown up. Our parents have grown up. Have been good versus evil. We have a good guy, bad guy. Very simplistic, but we don't take. I I personally don't think we take enough time to sit back and think. Does it have to be that way? Has it always been that way? Does it need to be that way for it to be entertaining? I think there's a lot of fundamental layers and and the the fundamental ideas about pro wrestling that are some are outdated, some are evolving. The idea of it being a carny business, well, that's kind of where some of the origins came from. Um, Aspects of it came from the giant man with a huge hand. You know, it was a very like we're gonna tour him around and he's gonna sell tickets and it has a very carnival circusy kind of feel, which has been good for the most part, but also bad in the eyes of the public who don't want to take something like that seriously. Well, it feels like we're turning a corner. That wrestling is becoming to be cool again for somebody who doesn't watch typically it seems like more than ever somebody can tune into a monday night football and be bored with a game because american football is boring i'm sorry if you don't agree with me but that's the truth and that's my opinion um and i can imagine that fan saying and flipping around and finding wrestling albeit not the best wrestling right now in in a lot of people's eyes, but wrestling back on TV and they might be interested again. So I think, especially with the Fox deal with WWE, that's very exciting for the casual fans. But um, the fundamentals of good versus evil, the the patriot versus the, the terrorist, the hero versus the villain... I think that we need that good versus evil to a certain extent. I think we can evolve in a way where similar, and I'll get into this more in in the upcoming weeks, but similar to a Japanese um, pro wrestling event, it's not as black and white sometimes. And we kind of see that a little bit. Guys like Kevin Owens, Dean Ambrose, kind of like, you know, what are you this week? But I don't feel that the WWE commits to it. I don't think that they commit to good versus evil. They use that foundation. They interchange people in the different roles too frequently. And it becomes a confusing product. Um, I, I could put on... 
a, for example, a women's match of Charlotte versus Becky, which I've seen online. A lot of people talking about. But I genuinely don't know who's good or bad. It's not that obvious. And it seems like somebody like myself who mainly watches New Japan Pro Wrestling should be able to figure that out just with a look. Just looking at the photos. Looking at them talk one time. And I think Charlotte is the good. And I think Becky's kind of the the bad, the bad dude kind of character. Um, just based on reading other people. But without watching it, I'm not really sure. And that's... I wonder because, you know... Does it confuse you? Do you do you get lost in who you're supposed to be rooting for? And I think that's where Vince and the writing staff is is suffering slightly because I think you need to commit to that role and you need to keep it you need to keep that character. There's no character development in American wrestling. Um Impact is starting to bring that a little better. They're developing their wrestlers. Ring of Honor has seems that they're just outdated. They've got their characters, but they're not building towards anything. So I really hope that changes. But you have somebody on the independent scene like Joey Ryan who commits to the story. You have Adam Page who essentially without any help from Ring of Honor, as far as Ring of Honor booking goes, has made himself into a viable star by killing himself um, at the Corkin Hall during the G1 Climax, making an an interesting, albeit kind of dumb, silly story with being the elite about the the boots or whatever, you know. But look at how... How many people are tuning in and watching and and watching the wrestling because of the story? I think that that commitment to character is vital to a successful product. And that's why I'm so satisfied with Japanese pro wrestling that you get Suzuki-gun, you know what you're going to get. They're not going to be good guys in two months they're not going to be bad guys in another four months. You know what you're going to have. You're going to have a crappy heel team interrupting the ring announcer and attacking the opponents, running outside. You know what you're getting. It's a character development. These people are brought in because they have a role to fill. And you don't have the Riot Squad, something like that in Japan. You don't have a, a, a random grouping of people who are supposed to be important. What is the Riot Squad? There are three people from NXT they brought up and they put a name on. And and what are they supposed to be? Like the Shield? Like a little punk group? I don't know. You see people like uh, Tanahashi forming a, a temporary faction with Taguchi and Juice. That's temporary. And you feel it as temporary. You know that they're not going to commit hard and go all in, pardon the pun, on that being a faction. They have boundaries. They know when to stop the character development. They know when to, you know. So I think that the character development, the booking of characters, uh, 
is ultimately suffering in the long term for WWE. And um, it's really hard to see Triple H rectifying that because if he wants to book a a long-term character in NXT, as soon as it's cashing in, the thought process and the foundation that they've built for themselves, the hierarchy is that you have to go now to SmackDown and and uh, Raw. I don't like this. It's it's setting up boundaries and parameters that don't really need to be there. Um, I'll tell you what. I would be tuning into NXT Weekly if it were on Fox. If it were on, you know, a channel that was easily accessible. Um, like if you listen to Damon and Joel on the Super J cast, Damon made a really good point that when you're, you know, sitting on the couch and you're tired and you work all the, you know, you're exhausted. If there's a way you could just click a button and just hit it up on pay-per-view and if it's worth it then you tune in and if NXT is that accessible I pop it in in the background on TV on a channel that I own and I know about not like pop TV or access nobody knows what those channels are Um, if you could pop it up on Fox and you know it's gonna play at what 10 p.m. or you know uh, 8 p.m. on a Sunday something you know of that ilk um I think I would be more inclined to watching. And I think these are the people that need to be watching again. We're missing so many fans that were watching during the Monday Night Wars. And they've all left. Where are they? They're not that much older. Uh, uh, they're all there still. And we can get those fans back into into wrestling. And there's more people. And we need to share that. This isn't a club. This isn't an exclusive club. Wrestling is for everybody. It's not just for people who like John Cena. It's not just for the kids. It's not just for the 18 to 34 year olds. It's for every age range. Something like All In provided something for just about any type of fan. Except, you know, catch as catch can, you know. But still, you know what I mean. And I think NXT could do that on a and and the trust in H in Triple H, something like somebody who can mold the generations. He can see a youthful generation. He can see a uh, you know an older generation. That's what's needed for American pro wrestling because as far as character development, booking, stories. We are stuck in the past in the United States, and it's sad, but luckily, I have New Japan Pro Wrestling, so I am happy as I could be. It is, you know, unfortunate, though, that we can't have a WWE that we had when we were younger, but with better wrestling, because there's better wrestling out there nowadays, but the stories aren't there. The characters aren't there. And you've got guys there. Dean Ambrose, who has, no matter his wrestling you know, skills aren't the best, but you've got somebody with that persona, that charisma. 
you have a Seth Rollins who has the wrestling ability and the cojones to do some crazy stuff. You have Kevin Owens who is, like I saw online, I don't know who said it online, but is like Stone Cold, but if Stone Cold never, you know, got any push. It's it's like, you've got these parts. You've got Ricochet now in NXT. You've got these guys like Luke Harper, who was a monster on the on the independent scene. And because there's only so much TV time, and there's only so much TV time that people care about, um, overproduction, oversaturation, no characters, old mindset, who are we going to put in a good role, who are we going to put in an evil role, it doesn't work anymore. You have to evolve, you have to blend things in, and blending is absolutely everything. You can have good versus evil, but you have to commit to the character and the roles and the story for anybody to really get invested and make it feel like it's worth a payoff. You got to make them feel like WrestleMania is worth $60 on a HD pay-per-view. And having some of the new, you can't have something new and evolved without having something of the old. So that's why I, I'm, I'm disappointed in professional wrestling in the United States. But I'm also satisfied beyond my wildest dreams that I have something like New Japan Pro Wrestling to follow the characters, watch the seeds being planted, watch storylines develop and grow and take time. If you're not willing to see Tetsuya Naito lose in the G1 Climax, lose at Wrestle Kingdom, get in a crappy, uh, you know, match with Suzuki and have an intercontinental run for a year. If you're not willing to stick through him through these times, you don't deserve the really, really good times when he actually wins the title. Now, I do think that <laughs> Naito's going to have a hard time winning the title if Kenny stays, but that's another story. The point being, point being is that you have to commit to the character. And look at how many jaded fans there are who watch WWE. They don't go outside of that bubble. And they're miserable. That's not pro wrestling. That's just, that's sad. So, if you're listening, <laughs> still... Um, I'd like to know your thoughts on American wrestling. Um, I'd like to know your thoughts the, in the comparisons with Japanese wrestling. The Japanese thought of a character building. Um, there's a little bit more blurring between who's good and evil because they have characters that you have a story of. You have a history of. You have Okada trying to become the ace and it's a very it's a lifelong story and that makes it really worth it that makes all these little tag matches and feuds everything worth it for me at least so let me know your thoughts on that let me know if you have something that that an idea that i haven't thought about yet this is all still fresh i have a lot of thinking to do before i really get into the paper but these are just some of the things i thought of on the surface 
and I'm going to get into the details a little bit more in my paper, which I probably will end up sharing with everybody. Um, Sunday interview with Norbert. Uh, he is one half of the French broadcast team for New Japan Pro Wrestling. So obviously I'm really psyched about that. And yes, he does speak English. Um, thank goodness. Uh, hopefully we'll be talking to Carrie Lynn. Um, who can speak on behalf of the PWSA. Check that out on Twitter. It's an organization kind of uh, trying to get some wrestling papers together on the psychology of wrestling. A lot of different factors, so look into it. I've really skimmed over one article. I'm going to do some reading this weekend, and uh, hopefully we can talk to her in a couple weeks. And uh, I still want to talk to you, Tom, uh, at Tom Talk Stuff. We have to set a date eventually. Our schedules just haven't lined up. Tom's a former writer for uh, WWE.com, so uh, when I rack his brains, I have questions, obviously, so I just haven't had time. Sorry about that. David Finley, you're on my list, buddy. I want to talk to you about being the C-Block champion, and you should look out for Lance Archer, apparently. He wants the challenge. Um, hopefully we can have Dennis from outside Connecticut back on. Um, hopefully we've been wanting to talk for a while, but both of our schedules are busy. You should check him out at Pop Culture Rad. Um, still possibility of me being on the King of Pro Wrestling podcast in the future. Um, just as a special guest spot. Uh, maybe talking World Tag League. Maybe getting up to the Tokyo Dome. Uh, so look out for that. Follow me. At, uh, oh, and before we do that, I want to give a hashtag markout mention to John at Big Paws on a Pup and at Three Irish Boys Irish Whip Podcast. I've been uh, really having lots of fun talking to these two, uh, to John and the, and the Irish Whip guys, tagging me in on a lot of uh, posts. So thanks for that. And uh, hopefully John's going to be a special guest uh, in the very near future. I think we're going to be talking about women's pro wrestling on the next episode. We're going to try to focus a little bit on Japanese pro wrestling. We will talk about the Destruction shows a little more. We'll talk about what seeds are being planted for the World Tag League, the Junior Tag League, the Tokyo Dome show, Power Struggle, you know, watching these tag matches now on the Road 2 shows are very interesting. Seeds are being planted. This is why you want to watch, why I want to invest. And we are right at 30 minutes. Awesome timing. Because the Panda Express is hitting. I'm getting sleepy. And I'm going to check out here. So thanks for joining again. Follow me at Wilford Watches on Twitter, at NJPWUS. I will be tweeting out a link to get some free stickers out. So if you want a free sticker, um, check out the link in the show notes um, and on Twitter. Let me know your thoughts about the, um, the future of pro wrestling in America and if, uh, if it's already been surpassed by Japanese pro wrestling. All right. We'll talk to you later. Have a good week.
Raise your hand if you like saving a few bucks. If you do love saving money, join me, Susan Hogan, on News 4 at 5. Our NBC4 response unit is protecting you from scams, rip-offs, and dangerous products. We've already recovered more than a million dollars. Jim Hanley here. Susan's got your wallet covered. Wendy Rieger and I will get you up to speed. Staying on top of constantly changing headlines and what they mean for you. And Storm Team 4 is always keeping you ahead of weather changes. Join me, Doug Kammerer, and the rest of us on News 4 at 5, working for you. Raise your hand if you like saving a few bucks. If you do love saving money, join me, Susan Hogan, on News 4 at 5. Our NBC4 response unit is protecting you from scams, rip-offs, and dangerous products. We've already recovered more than a million dollars. Jim Hanley here. Susan's got your wallet covered. Wendy Rieger and I will get you up to speed. Staying on top of constantly changing headlines and what they mean for you. And Storm Team 4 is always keeping you ahead of weather changes. Join me, Doug Kammerer, and the rest of us on News 4 at 5, working for you.